Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 387 for Tuesday the 17th of February 2015. It's nice to see you. I'm Robbie Ferguson, hosting tonight. And uh, tonight we are just getting into a whole bunch of viewer comments and uh, questions that have come in to us. Uh, we're actually going to be uh, trying something different tonight and actually uh, looking at some of the comments that you've posted on our YouTube channel as well. I've got a chance for you to win a uh, Category 5 Technology TV uh, vinyl sticker set. Um, so you want to stick around to be able to pick up one of those. We're going to ship them anywhere in the world. And off to Sasha Dermatis. How are you? I am great. I am awesome happy to be here. Here is what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. A cyber attack took down most of the Dutch government's websites last Tuesday. A new report has revealed that up to 100 banks and financial institutions worldwide have been attacked in an unprecedented cyber robbery. According to U.S. President Barack Obama, private tech firms should share more information with government and with each other to tackle cybercrime. A California-based company has figured out a way to take the pollution out of the air and turn it into plastic that you can hold in your hand. And public photos on Facebook could have been deleted with just four lines of code, says an online security researcher. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Hello, my name is Robbie Ferguson. Nice to see you. I'm your host for tonight, and uh, we've got a lot of questions that have come in. Before we uh, get into your questions, your comments, uh, I want to mention that Category 5 Technology TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can go to cat5.tv slash tpn for more information. Also, the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. It's cat5.tv slash IAIB. I wanted to personally just give a shout out and a thanks to those of you who have uh, contributed to Category 5 Technology TV this week. Um, Sasha and I were talking, uh, we we talked behind the scenes about some of the expenses that we have here at the studio uh, now that we're in Studio D. And as we continue to grow uh, and as we kind of feel out the space now that we're really settled in, uh, we start to realize what uh, what kind of month-to-month expenses uh, there are. So we've had uh, several of your contributions have gone toward things like the uh, the new camera, uh, which I'm on right now. So you see that the, the video is quite a bit clearer than it used to be uh, and, uh, you know, various needs like that. But um, then there's just the actual month-to-month expenditures. And so I wanted to thank those of you who had contributed this week. If you haven't already done so and you have the means to do so and you, and you want to be able to help in that way, uh, we are a group of volunteers here at Category 5 TV. So please visit our website. Through this link, it's cat5.tv slash c, and you'll be able to contribute to that. 
Sasha, big news in Sasha land. Huge What's news. coming up next week? My show is coming up next week. Yahoo. So try it, buy it. Premieres next Tuesday. Next Tuesday being an amazingly huge epic night. So we'll have try it, buy it. We'll also have a Google Plus Hangouts after the show. Can you tell us so, a little bit about that? The Google Plus Hangouts? We're going to yeah. have... Kelsey Jensen. We're going to have, um, who else will we have? We'll, well have Carrie Webb. We'll have myself. You're we'll have Robbie. Yeah, did you hear? I'll Carrie do- Webb, what? <laughs> Carrie mentioned that she's going to uh, come out and, and say hi. Carrie, of course, being the co host from seasons one and two of Category 5 Technology TV. Our Google Plus Hangout, though, is going to be a lot of fun. This is the first one we've ever had here in Studio D. And uh, so we're going to. Yeah. We're wow. gonna do we're gonna do an interactive tour, a behind the scenes tour, similar to when we did the studio C, was it? Yeah. We did the Studio C tour a while back. Um, I'm going to take you on a similar tour for Studio D. Um, and if there's some live um, audience, you'll see them as well. So I'm hoping to scrounge up some people. From- you know what I think is really neat about this, though, and yeah. unlike the Studio C tour where it was recorded and played on the air and this is because it's a google plus hangout it's interactive so you're going to actually be able to follow through the studio with sasha and talk to her so if you've got your webcam if you've got a microphone make sure you tested it pardon me test it in advance and then you'll actually be able to communicate and say oh what's that over there or can you show us (laughs) that over there or whatever so it's an actual interactive tour something that we've never done before uh plus we're going to have q a with Right. The on-air host of Category 5 TV. I believe our camera guy, Adam, is going to be here as well. Uh, he'll be able to answer your questions about the camera rig. And uh, so, you know, anything at all, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to show everybody how amazing the studio really is. I know you've seen lots of it during Backstage Pass, but during this tour, it, you'll get to see, you know, all of the finishing touches, all of the work that's been put in. It's just going to be great to feel like everybody's in the studio with us. So the Google Plus Hangout is going to be epic. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's next Tuesday night, okay? So following the live show, right after the show, we're just going to wrap up our things. And then about quarter after the hour, we're going to take you on that Google Plus Hangout. So make sure you've got the app installed on your mobile device or on your computer. And uh, then you'll be able to join us for that. Have your webcam and your microphone ready. If you want more information, visit www.category5.tv. You'll see the uh, the header link there. Also, make sure you add Category 5 Technology TV to your Google Plus circles, and then you'll find out the, uh, the latest lowdown and nitty-gritty on what's going on. But again, that's next Tuesday night, uh, right after the show. Looking forward to that. Lots of uh, viewer comments on YouTube, and I thought we would take some time tonight to uh, talk a little bit about, or to bring up some of these comments that have come in. So... Uh, thank you, first of all, to those of you who have uh, uh, actually, you know, subscribed to us on YouTube. I'm, I'm adjusting my chair because I can't adjust the camera tonight. There we go. That oh, works, did you right? just re- adjust yourself? I just lowered myself. <laughs> so that's strategy, right? Yes. But uh, but I went down too far, so it just kind of oh. Okay. All wall, no <laughs> Robbie. Now you're sitting like Sasha. <laughs> now I'm now I'm good. All right, all right. Uh, thank you for subscribing to us on YouTube. We have two main channels, and then of course we are growing because we've got the Try It Buy It. Uh, find out more about Sasha's show at tibi.category5.tv. That's Try It Buy It. So tibi. 
Um, but uh, so she's going to have her own YouTube channel. But right now we've got Linux Tech Show on YouTube as well as Category 5 TV. What's the difference? Linux Tech Show is kind of clips from the show. It also features some of the backstage pass stuff that you see on your Roku device. Um, Not by any means as much as you get on the Roku channel, but uh, there is some of that there, including the Studio D renovation project and things like that. Um, But it is essentially uh, a a clip area where we throw the clips and behind the scenes on YouTube. And then Category 5 TV on YouTube is where the full-length one-hour show uh, is placed. So if you're watching uh, a Linux tech show and you say, oh, how can I get more of this content? Well, Category 5 TV on YouTube is the place to go because that's where the full-length episodes are that match up with the content on Category5.tv. So let's look at some of the comments yeah. that have come in on. Let's start with, uh, what do you say, Linux Tech Show? Linux Tech Show. All We've got this right. on a printout to make things easier for us here in the studio. Why don't you take a stab at it for me? Okay. Please? This is, um, let's see, Sh- Shinagua Lily. Yeah, and looking at uh, the comments coming in, yes. uh, a lot of people commenting on the video that Hillary and I did about how to make Windows 8 and 8.1 feel and, and look and feel a lot more like Windows 7 with the start menu and everything like that. So we right. got a lot of feedback on that video. Some good, some bad. Uh, I think that some of the commenters have even said, you know, well, it's, uh, it's inevitable you're going to get positive and negative feedback because some people really like Windows 8. Right. Some people really like Bundt Cake. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so what, what, what are some so, of those comments that have come Okay, so Shinegua Lily says, thanks so much for this great video tutorial. Just bought a new desktop tower with Windows 8. Agreed with your reactions and some viewer comments. User Hostel sums it up well. This operating system is giving my PC an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it wants it to act like a smartphone and tablet with apps and moving tiles, except one problem. Using a mouse. Ta-da! Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll warm up to it. I don't know. My machine came with a shell icon, and all I could do was click, install, and run. That's more like it. Yeah, I hear you there. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's tough when you know the operating system on your desktop computer or your laptop computer where you're using a mouse and a keyboard suddenly is designed for touchscreen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another comment that came in on that same video, make Windows 8, 8.1 look and feel more like Windows 7, comes to us from Jacqueline Jones. Hey, Jacqueline. Uh, she says, I was looking for a cure for cannot detect proxy, which has driven me to distraction. When I happened upon this video, it doesn't help me with my proxy problem. Sorry about that, Jacqueline. But oh boy, does it ever make my life easier. I cannot thank you enough. And a huge smiley face from Jacqueline Jones. Thank you for the comment, Jacqueline. I'm glad that um, that you stumbled upon our videos and, and our channel, uh, Linux Tech Show. Um, funny how you can sometimes stumble upon something that is really, really helpful, even though it's not exactly what you were looking for. But that is the vicious uh, trap of YouTube, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> clicking the related videos to everything that you're clicking on. And all, lo and behold, you found yourself a one that was very helpful. So I'm glad to hear that. I am going to set myself up. I know it seems ridiculous that I'm on YouTube with no actual YouTube yeah. like identity or you, what is it? You just sign in? A YouTube uh, I don't have an account. account. I do not have a account. YouTube account. Sasha needs an account because she wants to be able to um, respond to all the great feedback that you give to her. Uh, maybe we should mention some of those. Yeah. Some of the nice comments that come in. 
Uh, for example, on Category 5 TV, Bruno. Whoa, Bruno. Yeah. Bruno oh. was uh, watching episode that's, number 337. That's an oldie, but a goodie. Okay, so that's the one where we moved Linux, um, the home folder, to a separate hard drive. That's right. Yes. Right. And he commented, uh, best guide I found to move the home folder. You're both very good at explaining the, these kind of things. Thanks to both of you. So I need to look back on that episode because I think most of the time I'm really bad at explaining everything. <laughs> so I would thank you, Bruno. <laughs> Thanks, Bruno. Yeah, we certainly try around here for sure. Um, sometimes, we, sometimes we aim high and miss completely. That's the inevitability of fallibility, I guess. Right, mm-hmm. but uh, thank you very much for the comment. Uh, and talking about your need for a YouTube account, I guess you know why. Why do people need a YouTube account if you're not a publisher? If you're not broadcasting video, well, that would be the question, right? That's the thing. I never even thought of having a YouTube account because I can just click on everything. If I want somebody else to watch my news show, I either tell them to watch it or I bring it up on my phone and play it for them. But I never. Like, I didn't even realize, as horrible as this is, that there were comments on YouTube videos. Like, I just... <laughs> Wait until a minute. you started saying... They have internet on computers now? No, comments on the videos. I just oh, thought yeah. it was just... The, I didn't know there were comments. So now, Robbie says, you have lots of comments on your videos. Now I realize there's comments on all of the videos. Like, not just my videos, but every video I watch, people comment on. So it's if lovely. you send in your marriage proposal, well, you've got to have, you're going to have to send it again. Maybe pop her an email or you, something like that. You might want to reconsider your proposal now that you realize <laughs> how inept I am at this thing called the web. Okay, well, let me, tell you, let me tell you a couple of reasons you might want a YouTube account, even though you're not a content provider. And Sasha's got a unique case here because she's a part of a, a, a group here at the studio. So we take care of her uploads and edits and everything for her. So, uh, so that's why she doesn't need an account to do those kinds of things because it's all taken care of by us. Uh, so as a user, it's very, very helpful for you to be able to provide feedback on videos. So for example, if you like one of the videos that we have on our YouTube channel, uh, to be able to actually click that little thumbs up and, and give it a like so that other people see that you liked the video. That helps us. It encourages us. It also helps boost our standings in uh, on YouTube. Uh, but also, uh, being able to comment. We joke about Sasha's inability to respond to your comments. But truth is, is that it's really, really, uh, it's an interesting community. I mean, people have questions. We'll post a video and, and we see your questions come in. Uh, a lot of comments, a lot of feedback, be it positive, negative, or constructive. Uh, we welcome it all, and, and uh, so the ability to be able to respond to those comments, to like those comments, and reply uh, is is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And I do my best to try to stay on top of as many of the comments as I can as well. Uh, we do juggle a lot of channels. but um, So that's where I think it would be advantageous for someone like yourself, Sasha, or maybe you as a as a home user who perhaps watches video on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the third and, and possibly the most important point about having a YouTube account is the ability to manage your subscriptions. So if you like to watch Category 5 Technology TV or uh, Epic Mealtime or whatever you want to tune into, uh, you can subscribe. Just hit that subscribe button and then, lo and behold, you get the latest videos on your home screen. That's helpful for the content providers such as ourselves because the more subscribers we have... Um, 
I guess the better it is as far as you know publicity goes, and it looks good when we appeal to advertisers that we've got several thousand subscribers and and growing. So we appreciate everybody who subscribes to our videos as well, and it gives us a chance to be able to get you the latest and greatest videos because they automatically show up on your timeline. So that's kind of cool. Sasha, do we have some more comments that have come in on YouTube? We do. We have, oh, I'm a Starbucks fan as well, but oh, Starbucks yeah. fan was watching episode 385. That's a which recent one. was recent. That two was weeks two ago. weeks ago. 385 and commented, great show. One comment, the out, outer, outro. Oh, outro. outro. Ah, that's a thing. Outro music was louder than you, Robbie. Oh. Um, <laughs> and um, Starbucks fan could not hear most of what was being said. If you get time, can you play back the last few minutes with l- less outro music okay and that's you may have noticed if you've been watching the show tonight uh we have made some changes thank you very much starbuck fan uh and other people have mentioned this as well that you know so as we go um we're learning from our community and and we're taking your constructive criticism to heart and and we take it seriously and so we've made some changes to the audio and i hope that you're finding that it is a lot better another thing right now at this very moment here in the studio our furnace is going we've got a we're in an industrial building and the furnace is super super loud and actually one of the emails i didn't get to last week when i was doing viewer questions there was an email and i can't remember who it was from um but i had read over it and didn't get a chance to mention it but they had said that there was a squeak in the fans yeah let me pull up that email and let's uh, let's take a quick boo here so so i mean i don't know if you can still hear in the audio in the microphone if you can still hear the fans of the furnace going but the squeak has disappeared thanks to ravi I'm becoming the little handyman. Yeah. So it's been a, quite an experience. But that's another thing that people may not realize is that we do this all ourselves. The renovation of the whole place was by our volunteers. And I don't think any of us have really had any other than Krista. Krista knows how to drywall real well. But mm-hmm. uh, the rest of us are, you know, this is all pretty new to us. Uh, I think that one came to us from Jack Smart Admin. And, oh, he uh, goes by Spice Jacks in the chat room. Spice Jacks says, Robbie, I've noticed some sound problems lately. I can hear what I believe is the AC or the heater unit fan or duct making some squeaking noises and the whooshing of air. I wonder if there's maybe an open mic uh, or maybe an iPod or iPhone on the camera mic uh, that is picking up the sound. I see that a viewer mentioned the loud outro music to you already. See? This is community, right? So we're... We're listening to uh, to everything. Jot says that the sound is perfect tonight, so that's good. Thank you, Jot. Um, Spice Jacks goes on to say, I like the product shot you did with the iPod. I think that you should find a way to mount a camera, maybe the iPod from the ceiling, uh, to avoid the tripod cluttering up the scene behind us. Uh, also, perhaps finding a way to declutter the desk, moving the iPad, done. Uh, that way our viewers can see the hosts and focus on you. Oh, I think that you need to find a way to get Category 5's logo back up behind you. I used, it used oh. to define the show. Now it looks like the wall at a comedy club. I sort of... <laughs> t- I agree. I agree. I think that it would be great. What is the reasoning behind not having the Category 5, category five sign behind you? Not having it behind us? Not having it. <sighs> what is it? Well, here in the studio space, we do have it. Now, you can't see it at home. I can see it over here. Sasha can see it. We do have it in the interview area. Uh, If you go back to the episode where we talked with Memories of Me, for example, you'll see in the interview area it says Category 5 Technology TV. Essentially, the the reason that it hasn't gone up on this wall is because if we were to vinyl the wall, it would be 
kind of permanent in a way that if we wanted to shoot other shows up against this brick, it would say Category 5 Technology TV, and we're trying to expand into other shows. So um, so the thought was, okay, well, if we put it in the interview area, we can cover it with uh, a drape or something like that. It's a little bit different. But really, there's nothing holding us back from it. I think it would just could, be having to buy the signage. Right. So we, could we have one that we can mount up and take down if need that. be? Because that would be incredible. I realize that maybe there is some, you know, constrictions as far as... Yeah. In the old studio, we had a sign donated to us that was uh, about this big, and mm-hmm. it was vinyl on black uh, cardstock kind of stuff, really thick kind of stuff. Um, and that was great, um, but unfortunately, in, in the process of the move and everything, it, it got wet, oh. and so it, it got damaged, and so the, we would have to replace that. You know what would be fun, and like it would be amazingly crafty, is if some of the viewers could send in their own take on our actual logo, and we could just do like a like almost like a fridge magnet deal. Like every once in a while, <laughs> throw go. up a new one. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, Category Five Technology TV sign brought to you this week by, and then whomever. <laughs> So uh, just jumping right, I like the idea, um, so feel free. Um, you can go to our website, category5.tv. Our address is there if you want to send us something. Um, looking at uh, going back to uh, Spice Jax's, uh email here, just to wrap up that thought. Thank you, by the way, for the constructive criticism. I hope that you've found that we have implemented some of the things that you've suggested. Uh, and we love the constructive criticism from our community. Thank you so much. Because in, in many ways, you are. this is your show. Okay, another request from Spice Jacks. Oh, says, uh, first of all, great job on the SIM card demo. That was fun. Yeah. That was interesting. Uh, another request. I have a regular segment on another show on GUI-based Linux software. Maybe, like, uh, try it, buy it. There's, oh, for us to have. Uh, there's nothing out there uh, on showing the alternatives to Windows-based software. You do the best demos I've seen on how-to. If Linux is going to get any traction to convert Windows users, we've got to show them that the GUI, as well as the desktop Linux itself, is as good and possibly, in fact, better than Microsoft Windows. Love the idea, and uh, we'll certainly take that into account as we look for tools and things to demo. And we try to do that, but... You almost have to there, – there is this fine line where a lot of our community has been around Linux for quite some time. And so to show some of the things that I think are really great may seem a little old hat to some people. And we've gone back over some of the older software that's been around for some time. And, and So it's really just finding that real bleeding edge stuff that is interesting and exciting for the community. So if you have any suggestions, I, suge- I would love for you to send those in. I will say on like more of an emotional note for me, I – like most people who love Linux love Linux because of Linux itself as an awesome operating system. And for me, I came in it backwards. I love Linux because of the community of Linux users. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, I'm more motivated to use Linux and love Linux and learn more. And I want to learn all of the languages and the, I don't know. I love category five. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Well, thanks, Sasha. Well, you'd be a good person to come up with ideas for for that kind of feature because you're fairly new to Linux. You're using it on your laptop, and you can say, "Okay, well, mm-hmm. what does this program do?" And hopefully, it's one that I'm familiar with. Right. But that could be fun too. And right. That's another way for us to there learn was, what is good. Remember, there was a program like a it was three or four weeks back, and it was just a screensaver clock. Oh yes. And it didn't quite pan out. Right. But, um, 
But things like that are the sort of things that interest me because I don't use my computer for really much more than reading my emails or updating my blog, which I know I will do more often. Um, So I like little things like that just for now, for learning. So if anybody has any ideas that way, they can send them to me and maybe we can trial them and see. Can they email you directly? Absolutely. And I will check my emails. My email is... Sasha. It's Sasha. It's really easy here because everything's just first name basis. So Sasha at category five dot TV will get you. Um, Spice Jacks goes on to say, my friend and I have started a new lug, which is a Linux users group uh, here in Jax to concentrate on what we're calling desktop Linux. Uh, the idea is to cater to those uh, users of GUI software. Um, so Windows and things like that, um, that folks are used to. Most Linux users groups that I've seen are focused on the command line interface, the network administration, the IT end of it, and big data, for example. So little Festivus, uh, like Festivus, we need to uh, show GNU Linux for the rest of us. Ah, okay, you got to read that in the right timing. It's poetry. Poetry, Spice Jacks. Well done. Um, it finishes up the email to say, I will make sure that Category5.tv is one of the sources that, can, uh, that the converts have in their new Linux toolbox. Very cool. Uh, here's what we're using uh, as our new hub. It's laxdlug.com. And there it is. Very cool. Jacksonville Desktop Linux users, welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. If you are a member of that lug, thanks for stopping in. I hope that, uh, that you find some fun content here. And feel free to send in to myself or Sasha uh, any suggestions that you have for content. We'd love to uh, be able to provide some great demos for you. And thanks for the email. I have a comment from um, last week's show. So... It was, remember last week's show, we did all of the partitions. It was a question, and I can't remember who had sent it, via email? Yeah, okay. Okay. So I, I, uh, was it an email? It was an email. Yeah, so I'm going to read the comment while you track the email. I'm but, just looking right now. Uh, we did have a question. That was. Oh, Gpart Ed Bug from John. Yes. Uh, who is, I'm looking for their alias here. Oh, just John. John, okay. John sent in that email. So EasySit said that uh, I'm surprised you did not bother to explain why the numbering of a partition happened to be SDA1, SDA2, SDA5, and SDA1 through 4, or SDA1 through 4 ah. are primary partitions. Any number over 4 indicates extended okay. partitions. Let's slow it down for just a second, Sasha. I love, okay, EasySit, thank you for the email uh, just sent in to us about last week's episode. I love that you started with, I'm surprised that you didn't bother to... But didn't we talk about it? We kind of mentioned it, but I skimmed over it and and you called me on it. Because there is so much stuff that in order to remember the the meaning of everything, it, it would just be absurd for one guy to have to do. I am not Google. And I admittedly, I didn't, off the top of my head, didn't know the answer to that. So, oh, okay. So, and I'll admit that. So it sounds to me like you, easy sit, know more about looking at your uh, your response here to our video last week, know more about this particular aspect of the file system than myself. Mm-hmm. So I'll let Sasha read your response here and so, thank you for sending it in. Yeah, the rest of this says, um, since Linux kernel 
2.4 all hard drives or SD as the kernel drivers for EIDE and SCSI were merged and both buses are handled by the same driver, the SCSI driver. Hence, all drivers are SD and in SCSI device. There you go. Hence, all drivers are SD. Yeah, okay. So So SD... Which As is, in SDA, SDB, uh, according to our viewer here, Easy Set, saying that that is for SCSI driver, or SCSI, as you say. Um, so SDA1, SDA2, SDA5 is uh, the reason that SDA1 skips, uh, that it skips over 3 and 4 is because SDA1 through 4 are uh, primary partitions. Any number over four are the extended partitions. Ah, right. see, that makes sense. Because you can only have the four primary partitions on the hard drive. Right. So thank you very much for sending that in. Love it. That's perfect. Okay, we're going to have to t- take a real quick jaunt over to the newsroom. I know Sasha's over there and uh, excited to talk to you about what's in the news this week. So, Sasha Dermatis, take it away. All right, here we go. It's Tuesday, February 17, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Dutch MPs are demanding that the government beef up their online infrastructure after a DDoS attack took most of the government's websites down last week. A very slick and professional cyber robbery has been taking place for the past two years, siphoning roughly a billion dollars from worldwide banks. President Obama wants tech firms to open up and share more information with the government in a collaborative way, but they're just not buying it. A California-based company is stripping the carbon out of the air and turning it into usable plastic, and they say they can do it cheaper and much more environmentally friendly than the current methods. And an online security researcher found a bug in Facebook's code that would have allowed him to delete any of your public photos. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Depending on where you're located in this big old world of ours, you may remember it as either the Sega Mega Drive or the Sega Genesis. And now, more than a quarter of a century after its original release in Japan, it's more convenient than ever to take these classic Sega games with you. My review is coming right up, so stick around. Try it. Buy it. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. It has been confirmed that a cyber attack took down most of the Dutch government's websites last Tuesday. The attack, which also took down some private sites, highlighted the vulnerability of public infrastructure. It came as the U.S. beefed up its defenses and followed warnings that sites belonging to the French authorities had been targeted. Dutch MPs demanded that the government ensures state sites were capable of withstanding similar attacks in the future. In a statement, the Dutch government confirmed that it had been the victim of a distributed denial of of service attack or DDoS in which servers are flooded with traffic causing the sites to fail to load. So for the actual government itself to be um, exposed to such a an attack is it's scary. Rob, what some Robbie. people don't realize necessarily is that these kinds of attacks happen all the time. Our server gets whacked away so much and mm-hmm. we have grown to the point where our server, uh, and I, I really, you know, you got to knock on wood and just like you never want to 
get cocky about this kind of server administration, but our server's pretty robust now that I've learned how to administer a server against a DDoS attack, and hopefully we never have to deal with one that is beyond our capabilities. But when you're in the government, they, they come and they are huge. Right. The distributed denial of service itself in the name means there is a distribution of the attack from multiple endpoints, which means thousands of computers, mm-hmm. possibly more, all attacking that server all at one time. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. I'm so happy how, that how we're taking, that? I mean, the U.S. is taking precautions against it actively as well. So that's good. Mm-hmm. The Dutch will get it under control. <laughs> A new report has revealed that up to 100 banks and financial institutions worldwide have been attacked in an unprecedented cyber robbery. Computer security firm Kaspersky Lab estimates that $1 billion has been stolen in the attacks, which it says started in 2013 and are still ongoing. Oh. Uh-huh. A cyber criminal gang with members from Russia, Ukraine, and China is responsible. Kaspersky said that it worked with the Interpol and Europol on the investigation. It said the attacks had taken place in 30 countries, including financial firms in Russia, U.S., Germany, China, Ukraine, and Canada. Kaspersky said that the gang's method marked a new stage in cyber robbery where malicious users steal money directly from the banks and avoid targeting end users. How very considerate. The gang, which Kaspersky dubbed Carbonac, used computer viruses to infect company networks with malware, including video surveillance, enabling it to see and record everything that happened on staff's screens. In some cases, it was then able to transfer money from the bank's accounts to their own, or even able to tell cash machines to dispense cash at a predetermined time of day. No! Yeah, can you imagine walking past a bank machine that had been programmed just to spit cash out? And be like... <laughs> I can imagine this. Wow! I... Yeah. <laughs> but if that happens to you, you're part of some intricate web of criminal activity. Calling it a very <laughs> slick and professional cyber robbery, Kaspersky said that on average, each bank robbery took between two and four months, which, with up to $10 million stolen each time. That is significant. This is the next generation of uh, of thievery. Yeah, being able to steal that amount of money just like that. I always thought we always thought cybercrime would be the one penny out of each account, so nobody notices. And but to be able to pull ten million dollars, yeah, I guess it's there's time involved. So, it takes a couple months. Yeah, think? so it takes time and effort. But sure. what is money really now? It's a I know this is what is this time thing that we speak it's of. What is money? It's universe dollars. All it is, all money really is. A, a lot of times in banks, I mean, do they have actual cash dollars? No, they have account amounts on a computer, right? They don't keep the amount of money that they have in the actual it's bank not a itself. Thing anymore. No, so I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think, but yeah, you could have ten million dollars stolen from an account. If the bank wasn't watching. And these are not, the scary thing is that these are not Bitcoin banks and things. These are Mm -hmm. actual banks that you go in and deposit your paychecks into. This is the real, the real deal. And this is the kind of the next, this is, but it's been going on for two years and we're just kind of finding out about it now. Yeah. We're going to get back to stuffing our mattresses with our dollar bills. (laughs) All right. According to U.S. President Barack Obama, private tech firms should share more information with government and each other to tackle cybercrime. 
The issue has become a White House priority since a widely publicized hack of Sony Pictures at the end of 2014. But some key tech firms are concerned about government surveillance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some. <laughs> uh, wait, there's more. Oh. Senior Google, Yahoo, and Facebook executive turned down invitations to the White House Cybersecurity Summit held at Stanford University. Relations between the U.S. government and tech firms has been strained since electronic surveillance practices were exposed by former, former National Security Agency contractor Edward Snowden. President Obama is bringing a message of inclusive collaboration to beat cyber threats and a coordinated federal approach superseding the patchwork of state laws, which might be sensible. But the absence of Silicon Valley's most senior figures hints at a deep division between it and Washington. They are uneasy about allying strongly with an administration tarnished by Edward Snowden's revelations the NSA has spied extensively on their customers. Mr. Obama's own intelligence officials now say cybercrime poses a more pressing threat to national security than terrorism. Well, he would say that. He would say that when he wants people to, you know, open up and share more yeah. of their information. I, I, I don't like to get into the conspiracy theorism and all that kind of stuff, but it, <laughs> there tends to be we're in that time where everything is digital, right? And and they're right to be wary of a government that would admittedly um, spy on people and steal basically steal data they wouldn't admittedly do it that's the problem well, they didn't admittedly no, do it at all not, they not did it and then they were, exactly. admittedly no they were, of course not but good so, for them for standing up for privacy and, right you know, but but oh well let's try working together collaboratively <laughs> Yeah. So no, if Edward sorry, Snowden President didn't Obama. come forth, I wonder what this conversation would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe yeah. it would be a different thing. Maybe everybody would be at this summit and they would be, you know, mm. ap- happily cooperating, right? But would this discussion we, have ever needed to be necessary had Snowden not come forward because it would have just continued they would have just continued on this on the same path. Right. Interesting. Mm. It'll be it'll be neat to see how this develops. Definitely. This coming up is the best news story I have read all week. The plastics industry creates 1.8 trillion pounds of carbon emissions every year, but now one company has figured out a way to take the pollution and turn it into plastic that you can hold in your hand. Located in Costa Mesa, California, New Light Technologies is forming plastic out of thin air, literally. New Light CEO Mark Harima said, we could be breathing this right now. He's figured out how to make plastics out of destructive carbon emissions that would otherwise heat the atmosphere, rather than with fossil fuels such as oil. Most importantly, he figured out a way to do it cheaper. It's oh. something he has been working on for 11 years since he started with the company. He started the company with his friend Kenton Kimmel in his parents' garage. Some of the smartest people have started their companies in their parents' garage. Isn't it true? Yeah. Bill Gates, I think, did that. Mark <laughs> yeah. Here's how it works. Carbon emissions are captured from farms, landfills, and energy facilities and are fed into a 50-foot tall reactor at New Light's plant. A bundle of enzymes strips out the carbon and oxygen and rearranges them into a substance they call air carbon. The product is then melted down and cooled inside tubes and sliced into little thin plastic pellets that can be molded into anything. Harima calls it a disruptive technology that's going to change the world. 
New Light is selling its plastics to companies such as furniture maker KI, who uses it to create chairs. There are also air carbon cell phone cases, soap dishes, and plastic bags. At a recent Fortune magazine event, Michael Dell announced his computer or his company will use New Light's air carbon bags to wrap its computers. The challenge is for New New Light to grow its business enough to disrupt the 380 or yeah, 380 billion dollar US plastics industry. I will say, Robbie, that if you could take plastic out of the air and turn it into a spool of that plastic that you can use for 3D printers, then you You can really do anything. Like, you can make shoes out of air pollution. Like, you could do anything. That's a crazy thought, is it not? Yeah. And who who thinks up this stuff? Yeah. I, I just make plastic out of air? It's an interesting use of magic. Uh, yes, Technology this is, alchemy. I mean, that he, yeah. <laughs> but wow. to be able to take something that is uh, typically pollution, bad for the environment, turn it into something that's usable and reusable. Yeah. How good for our lungs because really they work as the filter, right? We breathe this in and I guess it must just stay kind inside of, of us. Think, well, but I guess it is right? based on carbon dioxide, right? So, yes. right? so it's not like I'm, bre- I'm not breathing in plastic. Right. I'm breathing in the building blocks that they're using to create plastic okay hmm. i love yeah, it cool way Very to go cool. forward thinking so public photos on facebook could have been deleted with just four lines of code says an online security researcher laxman Mathaya was playing around with a graph api the tool which developers use to make facebook apps testing it on his own photos Mathaya found a way to manipulate the code so that it deleted one of his images He explained in a blog post, I got access to delete all of your Facebook photos, photos which are public or the photos that at least he could see. He immediately reported the bug to Facebook's security team and says they were fast in identifying this issue and there was a fix in place in less than two hours from the acknowledgement of the report. A Facebook spokesperson has since confirmed the sequence of events and Mathiah has posted a screenshot of a Facebook message saying that he's been offered twelve thousand five hundred dollars as a reward for finding the fault that is great good sleuthing i I wish that they were i wish i knew this before they fixed it because there's a couple of pictures i would love to delete (laughs) (laughs) you know what our viewers are thinking is i wish that i could get money for pointing out robbie's faults i wish that i could just be smart enough to find something like there's oversight in any ma- major company like oh, sure, that yeah right so that's pretty major something though. like facebook right which i mean yes there's a like obviously a coding fault of some sort yes so for me to actually be able to find that so easily not that it was easy i'm sure but four lines of code yeah twelve thousand dollars nice Jackpot. <laughs> yeah Ching. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thank you, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. There's me, at at Robbie Ferguson. And uh, there we are. Follow us on Twitter. 
Category 5 TV and use our hashtag when you're talking about the show and uh, you might just catch our attention and be featured on Category 5 Technology TV. Speaking of being featured, Lilith Ohan uh, was watching video editing on Linux, Part 1, obtaining, installing, and using OpenShot Video Editor. Watching that on, uh, on YouTube. And Lilith says, I am trying to put together a slideshow of my art with OpenShot on my Linux computer. Is it possible to change the black background to white? Hmm. That's interesting because, see, the canvas of a video is typically black, and then you superimpose whatever you want on top of that. So how would you change the canvas to white? You'd think there would be a setting, right, Sasha? Is there a setting? There is not a setting. There is not a setting. There's not a setting. So how would you do it? Same way, Lilith, that you're adding your, uh, your photos. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually bring up my computer screen here and bring up the GNU image manipulation program. I'm on Linux here. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So GNU image manipulation program and open shot. So do, 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 do. do I have open shot? Uh, I hope so. I don't seem to. Let's install it. Nice thing about, uh, about Linux is it's nice and easy to do. Let's see if I can get it real quick for you. Open shot. This is Synaptic Package Manager. It's going to grab all the stuff that I need in order to install the open shot application. That's a video editor for Linux. It's absolutely free. Kind of similar in many regards to, say, Cyberlink PowerDirector. Uh, not quite as robust, but for a free application, hey, you can't go wrong. This, it can't be beat. So I know that I'm using a widescreen display, and proportionally, what do we know about widescreen? It's going to be, say, 1080p, right? So what's that? 1920 by 1080 is the resolution of a 1080p screen. So if I create a canvas of 1920 by 1080, I now have a canvas that is specific to 1080p resolution. So if I'm only working in 720p, I can now change that by going canvas size or scale image, turn on proportions like a proportion lock here, and that's going to make it so that as I change the width, it's also going to, at the same time, change the height. So now, if I want to do 720, it's 1280 by 720. That's 720p. So as I create either of those resolutions, I'm creating a widescreen white background, right? OpenShot should be op uh, just about installed now. So I'm going to save that file, and what do I want to do? I want to save it as a JPEG or a ping. I'm going to, just going to throw it on my desktop. Save as isn't going to do it for me because that wants to save an XCF, which is the layered image I want to actually export. And I'm going to throw that onto my desktop as white.ping. That's fine. It could be a JPEG. It doesn't really matter because it's just a single solid color, right? Close that. Now I'm done. So you see that I now have this file called white.ping, and it is literally, if I make that full screen, it's just, that's what it is. That's my canvas. So brilliant, right? Let's wait for open shots almost loaded. How do you like that, eh? We can install the application. We can get you started up. Uh, so understand that I'm seemingly creating a video that is going to be widescreen because these days you're not really producing any video for 4 over 3, so I'm making that assumption that we're going to go with a 1080p or 720p. And with OpenShot, it should be okay even if you create the file to be 720p and layer, lay it onto a 1080p canvas because you can m make it fill the canvas size. Where things go wrong, though, I'm going to show you. 
or where things get a little bit confusing. I think that's uh, just about done installing, if not already done. Looks like it's done. Okay, so sound and video, open shot video editor. If we've got good luck tonight, it's going to open. There we go. So now I can add that to my canvas. It's already on my desktop, white.ping. And you see that if I drag that to the lowermost uh, on my on my editor here, it is going to fill that space. So now I can put anything on top of that on track one or vice versa. I guess white would have to go on track one and then my image would go on track two. But here's the thing. Sasha, do you want to read uh, the the next comment there, the follow-up that we received from okay. Lilith Ohan? Yes. It says, no matter what I do, it still has black on the sides. Of course, I tried your ratios. Even with the title, when I choose white background, it still has black edges. Right. So, and Sasha, you can see that on your screen. That it's, uh, yeah. It, that's exactly what's happening here. So what is going on, right, Lila? Mm-hmm. Well, let's give it a go. So what OpenShot does is you see on the left-hand side and at the top and on the right. Well, that is just the video preview window. Okay? So... What I'm going to propose is that we actually export the video to test this. I'm going to throw it on my desktop, and we're just going to call it my slideshow. And we're going to say the profile is going to be web, and we'll go with Vimeo HD 720p at 29.97 frames per second and high quality. Export that video. It's going to throw it to my desktop as an actual video file. It's complete. So now on my desktop, I have myslideshow.mp4 and if I double click on that if all went well there you see black bars left and right right Mm -hmm. now I'm going to stop that video this time I'm going to push play and I'm going to make it full screen watch what happens so I'm going to switch my screen over here here we go and it fills the screen just as you would expect see that so what's actually happening there is that your preview window is adding those black bars, but the video itself doesn't contain those black bars. Oh, so you're safe. You're good to go. That's perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you to everybody this week who has sent in uh, comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate that very, very much. Uh, and uh, thanks for subscribing to us on YouTube to our various channels. But Category 5 TV on YouTube is uh, is our main channel with mm-hmm. the show, and then we've got Linux Tech Show as well, and you're going to see over the next little while. And make sure you subscribe to Category 5 TV because from there you're going to get access to our other shows, um, such as Nature Sounds of Ontario, Canada, right. Try It, Buy It, uh, as well as The Show Show, which is going to be coming soon from Category 5 TV. So Such an exciting it. time. It, it really you know, is. Um, do you have Drawbot up and going, Robbie? Oh, do I ever. Oh, do you? Do I Because ever. I believe we have some awesome stickers to give away. We certainly do. And uh, Drawbot goes into our chat room. It's Category 5 on Freenode. Make sure you get in there. And through that uh, is going to draw from a list of names uh, from those of you who are in our chat room live watching the show, Category 5. TV. And we've got these uh, premium vinyl stickers. These are clear vinyl so they will uh they're they're see-through except for the logo itself so you can stick these to uh there are two up so you've got one that goes on a light surface and one that goes on a dark surface and it's going to look really really good for you so let's go into the chat room see who's going to win this here we go good luck everybody Yay. albuquerque turkey nice to see you dwg <laughs> and cal hydro and c boger and whiskey zero and mick rip and Napa polar bear 
gotta oh, be. Oh, it goes by faster. These go faster and faster, I don't know, they? It gets like, faster. DJ Quad, TikTok is crazy. This is now, the first time Drawbot has ever joined us in Studio D. Welcome, Drawbot. Nice to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> Here Seriously. we go. Okay. Nice to see you, Bradley and uh, Rev D. Jenk, Dreamweaver909, and Agamotto. Lots of viewers who have been around for a long time. Oh, boy. Here we go. This always reminds me of the romper room when I can oh, see the whole list. My. And I yeah. see John, Bobby and I see Bradley. Domain I Keeper. I see Bob K54. And I see you, too. <laughs> Here we go. Our winner of these two up premium vinyl stickers from the Category 5 store. It's shop.category5.tv. Our winner tonight from the chat room, according to Drawbot. The winner is Domain Keeper. Yay! Congratulations, Domain Keeper. It's good to have you here. And I'm glad to be able to send you some of these stickers. So I just have to send you a quick little direct message on our chat. Congratulations, Domain Keeper. <laughs> Don't go anywhere after the show, Domain Keeper, because I'm going to send you a coupon code for shop.category5.tv to be able to pick up your free sticker. And thanks for participating, everybody, in that draw. Sasha, I'm excited about what, uh, what we have planned for next week. Not only is Try It, Buy It launching, that's an exciting thing. Uh, you've been kind of waiting eagerly. I know. Eagerly anticipating like an eager beaver. <laughs> very, very excited for this. The Try It, Buy It show is going to be a huge leap for me i get to try all of these new things that really i mean i i'm new like for for things like you know the selfie printer you know things like that that maybe you haven't tried yourself i'll try them out for you give it give it a whirl give you my honest feedback let you know how you can get it and uh it's just gonna be a fun adventure so you can tune in We'll show the first one next week on the uh, live on the show. And then after the show, we'll have a Google Plus Hangout. So. I can't wait for the Google Plus Hangout, too. That's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of people are going to be here. Uh, lots of you, I know, are already RSVP'd on our, uh, on our Google Plus channel that you're going to be there. If you haven't already RSVP'd, we'd love to know that you're going to be there and, and kind of book your spot. Uh, so go to our website, category5.tv. You'll see the uh, the image at the top there and the link to uh, to our Google Plus profile. But you can also get there through um, cat5.tv slash G+. That's G-P-L-U-S. And at the right-hand side of our current channel, you'll see the uh, upcoming events. And there will be the Google Plus Hangout. But uh, exciting that uh, Carrie Webb, our co-host from Seasons 1 and 2, she's going to be here in studio uh, catching up with you. You can ask her questions uh, you know, what has she been up to these, these days? Um, also, questions for our on-air and off-air crew here at Category 5 Technology TV. If you've got any questions, make sure you jot them down so that you don't forget and then present those live uh, interactively in our Google Plus Hangout. And Sasha Dermatis is going to take you on a live interactive tour of Studio D where you can ask questions about the studio and she'll be showing you through uh, kind of interactively one-on-one style uh, which is pretty cool because a lot of you couldn't be here physically for our open house and so this is kind of an opportunity for you to participate in that regard but uh, virtually so it'll be pretty fun I know that uh, Kelsey Jensen also is going to be there next Tuesday. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, Also, Krista Wells is here. She's going to be co-hosting the show, but then also sticking around after the show for the Google Plus Hangout. 
and uh, anyone else who happens to be here. Erica Lalonde can't be here in person, but she's going to join us uh, through the the wonders of Google Plus Hangouts. So she'll actually be a part of the Google Plus Hangout as well. Right. Um, so a lot of people are going to be here that are involved in the show, and I hope that you can be here too. And uh, like I say, get your webcam ready. Test it out ahead of time because mm-hmm. a lot of times with the Google Plus Hangout and when we're fairly limited for time, uh, you want to make sure that it's working beforehand. Give it a couple of test calls and make sure, and then yeah. we'll, uh, we'll have some fun. Make sure your microphone is working as That's well. That's it. And then you can you ask your questions. Because if it sounds like that, then you're going to get posts on Facebook and YouTube and everything saying, hey, your mics are terrible this week. Squeaky. yeah so wow it's going to be a great time and i really cannot wait to do a follow-up to the last live tour i gave i guess it wasn't a live tour last time it will be this time (laughs) yeah yeah and that's available if you haven't seen the tour of studio c uh best to watch that ahead of time if you can if you've got a roku device go into uh special features and then backstage pass and you'll get a tour of studio c which is interesting because then you're going to really tell the difference between where we came from to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty exciting. So we're really looking forward to showing We'll you have that. to bring Spock back. Maybe we can reintroduce the him. The bobblehead? Yes. He's around here somewhere. We've we'll, got a couple of oh, new ones. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll bring him back for, t- for next week. There you go. See? There we go. <laughs> Very cool. Well, looking forward to that. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Bradley, it's nice to see you. Uh, Nice to see everybody joining us in the chat room, looking at our viewer location map um, this week. It's been really cool. Um, I I was spending some time with uh, people from kind of all around the world and zooming in on places like Japan to see, uh, you know, that there are so many viewers that are tuning in from, uh, from places where we may not even... Uh, you think that there are so many English speaking people in the world that you're able to watch the show and I hope that you're able to enjoy the show from wherever you are Uh, but looking at our viewer location map how cool is it that we are broadcasting all around the world and that you're watching even in mainland China these days thanks to our uh, our servers that have been implanted in China Uh, also um, just like there's Japan over here look at that South Korea and basically anywhere in the world, the Philippines, we're, we've got you covered. Uh, so these are viewers who are watching Category 5 technology TV from all around the world. As I zoom out, you'll see the basically the density over Germany, and, and it's just astounding. And look at the United States of America. Just wonderful. So we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for being a part of Category 5 technology TV. Uh, it's so exciting for us to see um, the response to the show. And uh, we love that you're watching on all different kinds of platforms and using the Roku device, really starting to get active with the show and, and become a part of not just a TV show, but a, a, a growing community. You can find out more about our community and actually become involved. Uh, get yourself registered at Category5.tv. It's absolutely free. You can send in your questions week after week. Live at Category5.tv is where you can email to. Or just right on our website, you can follow all the links and find out how to how to go about that. So, cool. That was another really fast hour. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. We've still got a couple of moments here. If uh, if we have any viewers with questions in the chat room, or you oh, want to, let me just check say, it out. Hey, I mean, we've got about a minute left. There's the hour goes by so fast, and it's it's like I was at work today and and uh, uh, waiting for my ride, and it's like you can't you can't 
get into anything at that point. When you've got a minute left, it's like you just can't really get into anything. There's just not time. DJ Quad is in the chat room. Nice to see you um, saying that it's been a fun show. Shortest hour of the week, every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Toronto time. Thanks, everybody. And uh, so nice to see you here. With 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. What's new? What's new with me? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Viewers want to know what's new with me. 20 seconds left. Um, Came back from Jamaica to open a new restaurant at the company I work at. And I have been working every day ever since. Um, Looking forward to snowboarding coming up soon on my next day off in March. (laughs) That sounds fun. Yeah, that's new. That's something I'd be good at. What about you, Robbie? What's new? I am just having fun. Kids are, we've got skates. So that's the most active, physically active that I've been recently mm-hmm. is buying skates for the kids. And uh, I got some for Christmas. First time since I was a kid to go skating. So actually getting out on the ice and taking the kids around. But when you got young kids, you're holding hands and you're keeping them from falling down. So you're not really out skating around, but just enjoying the time, quality family time. Being that family weekend was uh, just passed. Not everybody has family day weekend. So I think that's only a Canada thing. But we have a long weekend in February. I think it's President's Day in the States. But you get a day off to enjoy with your family. Many people get a day off. Not everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, people, you see people out, you know, fishing, ice fishing or skating. It's great. It's a good celebration. Very cool. All right. Well, folks, that's all the time that we have. And uh, I look forward to just the personal one-on-one time with you during the Google Plus Hangout happening next week at about 8.15 p.m. Toronto time. So we'll see you there, and we'll see you at next week's show, same time as ever, 7 o'clock Toronto time, at Category5.tv. So we'll see you there. Take care, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. 